0: To wellness upside down, the podcast that turns the health and wellness industry upside down, so you can live your best life inside and out. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller with my co-host Mark Desico of RTD Fitness. Hi, Mark. How's it going, bro? What's going on, Neil? That song bumps. Yeah. That song is fire. I don't we think to- we've we've haven't talked about this we yet. Have not. I think that we really upgraded from the last song that we had. We had a rock song, which was very, you know, like White Stripes-ish, right? I think the the funk beat I, I, is more my style, I think. I, it's more I think our it, style. Yeah. I mean, that's how we roll. We're more <laughs>
1: r than we are. So, I mean, I'm, we're soft rock too, but we definitely have an r feel.
0: <laughs> Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things of this podcast or to get in touch with us. Please subscribe and share with all of your friends. Today's episode is calories, aka the most depressing show that we're going to (laughs) do for so many people. Uh, It's depressing because we're going to try to keep it real here and have some honest conversations about calories. I want to give you guys practical advice, a few pearls of wisdom here. The reason that we're doing this now and we're doing it like this is because it's coming up a bunch in consults that I'm doing in store. And, you know, when we have conversations, people, you know, we're really far off from where we need to be with our understanding of calories the other thing is like the conversations around calories are like bang your head against the wall. Frustrating. If you look online about calories, it's either like you need a PhD to understand the formulas that they're using, or it's just that generic nonsense. So my struggle here and my, my uh, goal here, I guess is to make a conversation about calories that actually like helps. Right. And Mark, it's really interesting. Cause I'm, I'm, I want to hear about your calorie uh I guess journey, sure, I hate using that nah, I know but. when we when we talk about you know calories and such, the first thing that I think about is somebody that went through gastric bypass and has to radically change their calories, right? Mm-hmm. yeah and so I once once we get to it, I think you know you're gonna have a lot of really great insight for people. Probably on this. So, and you've uh, ingested enough calories in Europe to feed a
1: small army. So your yeah. calorie knowledge is very, very strong right I now. Know,
0: I know so much about calories because I've had them. They're in your body, yeah. So that's why you know about them. And then, like, I have to get rid of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So here's here's what we'll do. So we're gonna go through some stuff, and you'll hear a reference to something that I wrote a while back called Dietary Jenga. I'm gonna mention it in a little bit, but. That's a really great article. I think it's one of the th- you know you, you do something and you're like, "Oh wow, I, my brain came up with that. That really works." But essentially, it's a structure for nutritional uh, conversations. And we'll leave it at that. We'll tease it that. But you can go to drneil.co, uh and you can check out the Dietary Jenga article. That's a really great one. So first and foremost, the thing that you should know about calories is that they really shouldn't be part of early conversations when you're trying to get healthy. Um, if you remember in early episodes, we were talking about one, two, three vitality, my system for actually making things stick, change that actually lasts, right? in phase one, we're talking about conquering the chaos. So if we start out having conversations about, Oh, you need to eat healthier. And then I start throwing all these numbers at you. And then you you need a slide rule to get through your day. And then you're beating yourself up because oh, that stick of celery actually had, you know, 12 extra calories. And I don't know what to, it, it doesn't help really early conversations, uh, around nutrition and fitness and being healthy, um, have to start with bigger picture, uh, conversations and habit building versus goals and metrics and numbers, right? And so this is, you know, a good place for us to, to, kind of dive into the concept of dietary jenga mark you've played jenga before right i'm familiar with the game Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've played with the big blocks, so okay. when they fall like it really hurts hurt hurt don't you. play yeah. that with kids under five even Good though it looks fun for them seems fun um but you know the concept of jenga is the game is you pull blocks from the bottom and you put them on the top and then what ends up happening when you're playing jenga the foundation of the building gets wobbly and it falls over And so what I've noticed is, is like most of our conscious conversations around nutrition ends up being a Jenga game. We take stuff from the foundation, the most important stuff, and we pull it out and we don't feel like we need it. And instead, we end up worrying about the top of the building, the stuff that is really kind of just there for decoration, meaning instead of worrying about how many calories I'm consuming or the fact that I'm eating healthier quality foods, we're talking about, well, I have to be GMO free and it has to be organic and, and all of this stuff that, as we said before. The nerds are talking about the people that are geeking out about nutrition. They're the ones that care about those kind of top blocks. All the rest of us should be caring about the things on the bottom of of this, the, on the bottom of the um, of the Jenga tower. And so, so that's one of the most important things is like calories. When we start having this conversation, it, it's it, don't make it part of day one nutrition change.
1: And What I love about this too is. The idea that everybody who wants to make change, and we're talking about this one, two, three vitality stuff as part of this sort of framework for change, right? When people want to make changes, they want to change immediately. And so people will come to you and say, hey, Neil, what should I eat? What supplements should I take? I want to get healthy today, this moment. And so if you were to say to them, well, how many calories are you taking? And they're saying 700,000 calories in a day. That's problematic, but they don't even know how many calories are taking in. we talked about this from an inventory standpoint, like yeah. people don't know what they're showing up with. So like, right. I I'm working with somebody right now who's, who is way under her calories and I'm not a nutritionist, yeah. but I know she's not getting the nutrients she needs. Right. And so she's hyper-focused on not putting too many calories into her body. And that is the absolute wrong approach. Right. Not, not just for weight loss, but from a health standpoint, you you cannot base your life around calories and we're we're going to go there but that's the the struggle is we want to support people in this but we also want to give them the right information and so this calorie thing is 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 tied heavily to weight loss it's tied heavily to health and wellness in ways that we're really going to try to untangle here
0: today right all perfectly said mark you're so eloquent and beautiful that's as true. a man yeah, you that's know that's all true the the other thing that's really interesting, and why I keep it out of this early piece, is because the the calorie stuff. There's 3,500 calories in a pound. If you cut by 500 calories a day, you'll lose a pound a week, right? Like seven days. That's a rule of thumb. That's not real. Like, it's not how your body. It's not your body. <laughs> it's right. the it, average it, body. It, it What's that? Cha- it changes over time. So, okay. like the numbers that we we get hyper fixated on these things and. They're not even real. And and if I then said to you, who's fixated on calories and concerned about calories, well, technically, you know, and then I go through, you know, how your metabolic rate is influencing it and how it changes over time and how it's not a real, like your head would explode. How do you make things happen and stick for you uh in your wellness game uh if you're fixated on things that are just like it's just too much. It's 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 not something that pays off early. So and, al-
1: and along those lines, so mm-hmm. this habit building thing is so important. It's what's changed everything for me is mm-hmm. building habits out. And so yeah. I'm I'm a huge building habits first guy. And yeah. so for me, timing of meals, combining of foods all of that, super important. Mm-hmm. If I just said to you, have this number of calories in a day, none of that takes into account matching of nutrients with each other so that you get the maximum benefit out of those nutrients. Because some nutrients, if you have them with another nutrient, actually stops that nutrient from being absorbed. And you know that. So some of this stuff is, I I time my meals. I drink water in between. There's all of these pieces that if I just said to you, have 1,200 calories or have 2,000 calories, you're missing the boat.
0: Yeah. The... I think just if you're getting started with your wellness plan, uh, calories are a later part of the conversation. Yep. So it, it, that should be a red flag. If you're starting a conversation and calories are a big part of it, it's okay to, you know, be aware of it, know what the limits are, what too little, what too much are, and know that they're a part of the conversation, but it's not necessary to get started. And I think it's calories have always, since it kind of came into like, uh, the modern cultural conversation have, have been too much of a focus uh, all, all around. So, so moving to the second point that I'd like to make, calories are the answer for energy and for weight management, but not nutrition. So this is the stuff that you were just yeah. hinting at. I wrote an article, Oreos work, right? So They're effective, you, if, they're, they're fuel. Yeah, if you want to lose weight, you can eat 1,500 calories of Oreos in a day and you'll lose weight. Um, it just doesn't mean that you're going to be healthy and uh, again that's why it's important for us to kind of remove calories for the conversation so what I'd like to do is, is talk about where would you find your calorie goals just in case you're curious of what they are what's realistic and what's unhealthy and you know just the idea you know from a bigger perspective here that, it took you a long time to get the calorie to get the weight that you were, Mark, right? And mm-hmm. It takes me a long time, a lot of effort through Europe to eat lots and lots of worked hard. uh pasta and yeah. Nutella and all of that stuff. It took effort. I should not expect three days of being home to be back at the weight that I was before after working so hard diligently to, to gain that weight. So, and, and the other piece of this too, for me, is the quality
1: of the of the nutrients and the mm-hmm. quality of the calories. So mm-hmm. if I ate 1500 calories worth of Oreos, yeah. A, I would have like the gastric nightmare scenario. So I don't even want to get into, we talked about dumping syndrome in another episode, but the, <laughs> the mess that that would create, I don't want to even start. But the second piece of that is, I notice, and I this weekend I took my wife uh, to to um, away for the weekend. We had mm-hmm. nice meals, and I wasn't worried about my my meal planning or any of that stuff. And it's hard when I'm off I'm I'm off uh, site and I'm I'm out in the world because I have to really pay attention when I'm out in the world because I don't have the same matter of control over my food that I would when I'm home. I ate like garbage stuff all weekend. I feel physically right now depressed, yeah, sad angry. I just want to throw stuff. I'm irritable. That is directly related to my diet. Mm -hmm. It's directly related to what I just ate. I know that if I put water in my system, I put protein in my system, I put all these macronutrients in that my body needs, that I'm getting used to this new body, right? Because every stage in this, I've had to eat differently. So that's the other thing I'll talk about is every stage in this, I've had to look at where my body is and then eat for the body that I have. And that's all of us. That's everybody. So you have a lot of this is trial and error an error would be me trying to eat 500 Oreos and seeing what that would do. I'm I'm pretty well aware of what it would do, but it just makes you feel like crap. I mean, it makes me feel (laughs) terrible. And that's important to say here. Like part (laughs) of this is just like not even weight loss. Just like, do you want to feel terrible? Because when I eat sugar like that, I feel (laughs) in the moment, I feel great. Right. But afterwards, not just the shame and guilt of having eaten it, but I just feel physically awful. Like
0: mental health wise, I don't feel good. Calories are the answer for energy and weight management, but not nutrition. And that's important. If, If Mark wanted to lose weight before his surgery, he was required to reduce the calories he was eating in order for the pounds to come off. We have general rules of thumb on what to do. And in fact, there are great calculators. In fact, I think it's calculator.net slash calorie, I believe is the URL. We'll link it in the show notes. But calculator.net has these great calculators that use modern formulas for metabolic rate and all of this stuff to come up with a, a plan for how many calories you should have once you're ready for that part of the conversation. And, you know, we're talking about weight loss. So you would have to run a calorie deficit for that to happen. Very simple stuff. If uh, the example of Oreos, if you can eat garbage and as long as the calories are under your goal, you're going to lose weight just the opposite. If you need to gain weight, which is something that I actually, this is what brought this conversation on is it wasn't weight loss. It was more weight gain. I have lots of senior citizen patients that, um, their nutrition goes to garbage and they're real thin and then they don't want to eat anymore. And so now they have to gain weight and they're thinking just like you and I want to lose weight overnight. They want to gain weight overnight. And so, you know, how we use calories to both lose and gain weight is, is slowly, um, uh, realistic, uh, uh, goals uh, have to be set and we, we will, uh, improve the calories. But if with a choice of the food that we have, the habits that we have are poor, then we will, um, feel like garbage. It's really funny. Cause like, just as an aside, you know, cleanses, it's something that I've always kind of taken, uh, you know, objection to, I, I, I don't, uh, agree with, cleanse protocols and same. cleanse products. Uh, I think that there are a lot of parlor tricks and there's a lot of nonsense and yep. a lot of people, but at the same time, I also understand the value of them because people are people yep. and we need psychological resets. Sometimes yep. we need to be able to say, I'm doing this thing that's dramatic so I can get my life in order, right? You go to and, the other side, which yep. I, that I get, I get it for that and that alone. Totally. But you know you know, and people will report that they feel better, but they've gone from their crappy diets right. to eating either just fruits or, you know, just lots of water and then no more sugar. And just that slight change of increasing your fluids, reducing your calories and getting rid of simple sugars is what make people feel better. That that That's what matters more than any of that other stuff. Um, I think that it's very important to understand that Mark had touched on a couple of things that are uh, higher level, earlier conversations in nutrition way before calories. Um, and I just touched on it with the idea of energy. Calories are the answer for energy. Um, people come to me and they say, I, I, you know, I need something. I need a supplement for energy. Or uh, another one is like, I am getting uh, fuzzy, foggy thinking. I am, uh, I, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm having memory problems. Everybody is mm-hmm. is rightfully fearful of dementia and resulting, all you know, Alzheimer's related dementia. That's a big boogeyman right now. And everybody's scared of it. And the simple answer is, is that isn't normally those things that you're talking about, energy levels, uh, concentration, focus, and and like those like little memory things is your body telling you that you're not getting the right calories at the right time. And so when we build habits where we're eating the right types of nutrients frequently throughout the day, timed based on how we handle food, mm-hmm. we will maintain our energy levels. And, you know, it's really funny, like, uh. You know, I want more energy, and they go for a vitamin. Well, you don't get energy from vitamins; you get it from calories. You get that from the macronutrients is where you get it from.
1: And I'm a big macronutrient guy. Yeah, love macronutrients. And I'm also of the mindset in the same exact way that I can get my energy from food and water because mm-hmm. the water really helps with my energy levels too. Movement, physical movement, my mm-hmm. working my body weight stuff. It seems like I should be worn out afterwards, but mm-hmm. the way that I do my exercise is the way that I work my yoga into my life. I feel energized. I feel pumped. I have worked on my breathing. It's connected to my body. That stuff on top of the nutrition, on top of the timing is how you build energy. It seems counterintuitive that I have to expend energy to get energy, but it is absolutely true. On the short end, obviously right afterwards, I'm a little tired. I'm worn out. Right. But long-term, I get those energy gains throughout the day. And so when people say to me they're, that they're having low energy... Part of that is going to obviously be this nutrition stuff we're talking about. If you're eating garbage, you're not going to have energy. That's true. Yep. The physical movement piece, Neil, is a huge part of that. And yeah. you know that
0: because you had to gun yourself around Europe. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. I can't wait till we talk about that <laughs> on the off the record thing. It was ridiculous. Uh, definitely uh, check that out if you haven't already subscribed to our off the record Everyone's conversations. Here. They're, they're on the off the record. All they right. know. Thank goodness. Yeah. So I think it's important that we understand that from a calories perspective, uh, you know, it is something that you will need to know if you plan on losing weight. There are healthy ways to do that. Realistically, you don't want to lose more than one or two pounds a week. So the idea that, you know, you're 10 pounds overweight and you're going to lose five pounds the first week, and then you're going to feel great. And then you can slow down after that. It kind of speaks to a bigger problem when it comes to this stuff. And uh, that's the conversation that I'm normally having with people is that this has less to do with the calories that everybody else is making very important, and more to do with your relationship to food. Big time. And you know, some people will uh, overeat to deal with stress, uh, usually with M and M's or booze. I don't know those kinds of people, but I've heard of them. Mm. And so, you know, we may uh, use food in a in a way, and we might have a very unhealthy relationship. With food, we're too busy. Um, we need uh, comfort foods to help us manage our emotions, and so we have this very unhealthy relationship with uh, with food. And so the th- other piece too is a reward. It's a reward system. Yeah. So I
1: use food as a reward with myself, with yeah. my daughter. I take her for treats. It's it's a real thing that's built in our society, and yeah. so it's 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 easy to say, oh, well, your relationship with food, and think of it in a negative way. Yeah, it, it's a very positive part of my life too. Yeah. Every, everything I've done. Ever has a food component to it. You go to a
0: celebration, you go to a ball game; food's everywhere. Yeah, we in order to get Mark to do the podcast, we with actually food. put a biscuit on his nose. There's biscuits. Yeah, it's just like a little puppy. It's He's delicious. Like a little pugsley. The thought that I'm having here around this relationship with food conversation is that calorie discussions in everyone's minds that building out these plans is a temporary thing. And that's another piece to it. Like the idea that this, and this is my third point. We forget that we, we still have to eat. We still have to kind of keep moving. We have to, we have to constantly be nourishing ourselves and supporting ourselves throughout the day that we can't have these quick losses. And there's going to come a point where you're not going to have the stamina to do this anymore. And you're going to use like getting off of your new calorie restriction as a reward system. Absolutely. And so it's, you know, that's telling to me about what the real problem is and how we can really uh, help with your nutrition.
1: And so what I'm going to say is going to make people very angry, but I'm going to say it anyway, because that's what we do here, mm-hmm. cheat days are a terrible idea. They're awful. And I don't want to say that to people who want to give themselves a break or want to have, or they're working on the relationship with food, I have a cheat day, do whatever you want. But I'm here to say, for me, changing my relationship with food meant that I couldn't live like that. So I can't say, hey, let me go have a couple of donuts here and there, because that's not how I eat donuts. I eat 5,000 of them. And then my belly explodes and I want to vomit everywhere. (laughs) That's how my relationship with food has had to change. And so for me, When people say, Oh, I'm gonna, I've been really good this week. That's how people talk about eating. I've been so good this week. I've really earned whatever the thing is. Anytime someone starts talking like that as a framework, I'm concerned because that's the thinking that keeps you stuck. And so it doesn't move you forward in this stage as a change that Neil's describing from that one, two, three vitality.
0: So here's the big question that I get all the time, is like what supplement should I take? And and it's either what supplement should I take to help with some health concern like my gut or for sleep or for my joints and not the weed joint woodstock like the actual joints in mm-hmm. your body. Yep. Or what supplement should I take to be the healthiest that I can be? And my answer is always the vital five. That's where we start when we talk about supplements. The five nutrients that almost everyone would benefit from.
1: Snap, crackle, pop. No.
0: <laughs> and Mitch, remember oh, that man. Mitch? Um, so these supplements are considered vital because we don't get enough from our food. Even if we have awesome diets, uh, they benefit multiple body systems and they have some of the largest bodies of research when it comes to supplements. Those vital five are omega three probiotics, bone support supplements, protein, and specifically collagen. I'm on a real big collagen Kick lately. My and protein game is huge. It's on it's on point. I'm glad oh, yeah, to hear huge. that. Huge. And multivitamins. That's the five, ah, right? So some people may already be on one or more of these things, but oftentimes they're not the right dose or the form. You know, they take their fish oil, but they're getting one tenth the dose and spending 20 bucks and they're, they're just not doing anything, right? So I ask people, how does your supplement stack stack up? Get a no-spin, one-to-one supplement evaluation with the holistic pharmacist me, Dr. Neil Smoller, and in just 15 minutes, we'll create an easy-to-follow, science-backed supplement strategy that works for you. It's simple. You show us what you got. We evaluate those Vital 5 supplements against a strict set of evidence-based standards, and then you get your personalized Vital 5 checkup. Learn about my Vital 5 or schedule yourself a Vital 5 checkup at drneil.co. Forward slash vital five. Doctor Neil co slash vital five. D R N E A L dot C O forward slash vital five V I T A L F I V E. Get fifty percent off with the coupon code podcast at doctor slash vital five. So you know the, this idea that you know we tie directly calories and weight uh, together, and I, I really have a problem with you know uh, people prescribing that and and having these conversations before the habits are built because it seems temporary. You know, it I, is. I feel like people um, you know they're not trying to set themselves up for lifetime. Uh, health and wellness or nutrition. They're really just trying to manage weight uh, without making an impact on their actual health. And, you know, I am going to cut my calories until I hit this number and then I can go back to normal and then I can relax even just even saying that.
1: And it's the context. So, So if I just stop eating these calories at a certain level, that'll work until it doesn't, and then your body gets used to whatever you're doing. So if you decide you're going to go down to 2,000 calories, I can promise you, because I've done it, I've lost 100 pounds twice, I've lost 200 pounds just this one time (laughs) so far, but I can tell you absolutely from my personal experience and just science, Mm -hmm. your body will adjust to whatever it is you want to put in it, If you get to two thousand calories a day, and that's what you're doing, your body can gain weight at two thousand calories if you're eating garbage and you're not meeting your nutritional needs. So we we haven't gotten into nutrients yet, but just to say, you could you could think, oh, I'm going to cut these calories down, and like Neil said, I'm going to lose weight. That's not necessarily even true, and it's temporary because you haven't made the decision to actually change the behavior. All you're doing is shooting for a number, and when people say I'm shooting for this number every day and I hit my number, it's concerning to me whether it's steps whether whether yeah. whether it's calories right there's a there's a like contest component to it and not a i'm incorporating this into my daily lifestyle piece and i guess that's what we're trying to really say here like yeah. you you could do this and see like an impact mm-hmm. but if you want that lasting change that everybody wants you're not going to get it by just doing these quick Band-Aid fixes or me telling
0: you have 2,000 calories. It'll solve your life. That's not going to work. Right. It's, it's not going to work. It's too much. And it's, it's fries your brain just thinking about it. So when we have these conversations with people about their nutrition, you know, and we're talking about the one, two, three vitality, conquering the chaos, we say, we're not talking about calories. You can keep eating the horrible calories that you're eating. I, I want you to perhaps stop eating gas station Sushi. That might help. You know, so we talk a little bit about quality, but really what I say is, all right, so you eat oatmeal for breakfast. OK, so oatmeal for breakfast is a bad idea because it's only one macronutrient. Let's try to incorporate a little bit of protein mm-hmm. and a little bit of fat into that. And and we kind of have that conversation. Oh, and then the next time you eat is three o'clock in the afternoon. Let's try to get a snack in there the, and something the, in between right. 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. Right. And so the. A, once you do that, you you look at, the people will look at it and say, that's more food than I'm eating now. And I, exactly. That's, that's what I want. I'm okay with you having a week of extra calories. Um, and, and, you know, we can even help you kind of pare this down or even maintaining the current excess calories that you're taking in. As long as you're structuring your day in a manner that will provide nutrition and lasting change. You want a new mentality around your food. You don't want to get focused on the calories. And It's okay. This took a long time to get to this place and it's going to take a long time to get you out of this place. And we want you to get out and stay out. And the exciting thing is,
1: is if you build these habits out
0: and you have a strategy Mm -hmm.
1: and you've talked a lot about supplement strategy, you talked a lot about being strategic with our approach to this. And that's why we're trying to spend this much time on it. When you have a strategy that's effective, you feel totally different about your approach. If I'm just going, flailing around, thinking about calories, eating whenever I want, not eating, taking large chunks of time and not eating, like people think they're intermittent fasting when they're really just starving themselves. And so it's, it's a lie that you're telling yourself to come to this deficit. And so when you make this lasting change and you build these structures in place, you will physically feel better. You'll actually have good data about how your body reacts to food. So to Neil's point, if you eat a, a, a muffin in the morning and then you don't eat again till three in the afternoon, your body doesn't have the energy it needs to get there. And right. so, so you've set yourself up for defeat and you don't even realize it because you think I'm under my calories. I didn't have as many calories as I was supposed to have today. say, yeah, but you didn't meet any of your nutritional needs and you're exhausted and you're wiped by three o'clock cause you're chugging coffee and water and you're peeing all day. Like it's not, it doesn't work.
0: Right. Your coworkers don't hate you because they're against you. They hate you because you're peeing all day. Yeah. You're annoying. Instead of <laughs> instead really of pee, cigarette breaks, you're right. taking pee breaks. Pee what breaks. kind of man are you? <laughs> you had a question, Dana? kind of brought it up. Mm. I was to ask you your feelings on intermittent fasting and yeah. do you think it is a better idea just to tell people to set a bedtime and stop eating two to three hours before then. Can I take this question? Got it. Because on my social media feed, this question came up Good. Uh, through the, when I was asking about questions related yeah, yeah. to nutrition. We have some user questions, some reader <laughs> questions. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so they the question was Is there a certain time of night that I should stop eating? And um, one of the components to intermittent fasting is a long period of fasting. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I first want to preface mm-hmm. the point of this podcast isn't really to beat any specific strategy up. Um, there are people that are like CrossFit sucks. Right. And, and, and there's people who die on the CrossFit cross. Right. Legit. And I'm, and I'm, it's hap- all fine. I'm happy Either if way. you can not hurt yourself yeah. and lose weight and be fit and engage with the world. So if intermittent fasting, which, you know, it, from a, um, R- registered dietitian standpoint, if somebody was managing somebody's foods based on the data, it works. Some mm-hmm. people require something dramatic to yep. help them lose weight. I'm completely for it. My personal feeling, based on what I know, I guess, about uh, blood glucose mm-hmm. um, management, which is a bigger kind of uh, fish to fry for me, sure. um, it, is that we want to maintain our metabolic rate and maintain our energy levels as best as possible. And and maintain our blood sugar levels as best as possible, and you do that by um, small, uh, well-balanced meals time throughout the day. And- Absolutely, and that's been the approach I've used effectively mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. lose two hundred plus pounds, along with my surgery.
1: Obviously, yeah. But people have had my surgery and gain weight back, and yeah, so I know a couple. And, and so it's a real thing. And so if you do not change your habits, you do not get the results. And so the smaller meals, and that's been what I've had to learn how to eat small meals in, in, and then stop in between and then eat another meal and stop in between. That's what works for my body. I'm not telling anybody what to do for their body. I'm telling you, this is what I've had to do through trial and error. If you're not comfortable taking these, you know, like you're, you're ready to jump off a mountain for the, for, for losing weight. You're ready to take, if I said, to you eat a thousand calories, you would do it. Mm -hmm. What I'm asking you to do is to eat more throughout the day Mm -hmm. spread out in smaller chunks. What people want to do is eat giant meals. What people want to do is eat like American sized meals all day long and think that that's going to work. And that's
0: not going to work. You you think focusing on calories, I think what you're trying to say is like you're losing the forest for the trees. Totally. And, you know, um, when I make that change for people in those early conversations or uh, balancing your meals, uh, you know, we have a great article, Eat to Fuel Your Fire, that uh, should also be linked for this conversation. And I love that. I read, that and it's exactly what i do right so it's proteins fats and complex carbohydrates every time you eat small frequent meals throughout the day that maintains energy levels right and, and so and
1: it's and he's saying it fast but yeah. it's so important we're gonna that, we're gonna have a whole, show, have a on whole show on it so just know <laughs>
0: that we're gonna spend a lot of time on that but yeah
1: it's 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 a fundamental part of how i function yeah. and so it's so important to me to kind of get clear about what those things are right. we will
0: we will right so the the, I guess the long story short here is that like when I have a nutrition uh, nutrition consult and we're working through this and I tell them, eat your your current diet, we're just going to switch the types of foods to make them less simple sugars, more complex sugars, we're going to add protein, we're going to make sure that you have your fat. In doing so, they look at it and they go, that's more food. But then what ends up happening naturally is that they're hungry less because they're eating higher quality foods. And then they end up being able to pare down their calories very quickly. And within just a few days, their calorie naturally their calorie loads for the day naturally kind of level off but then we're also building that habit that 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 thinking understanding our relationship to food as we we've mentioned we we don't un, we don't know what makes a food healthy we don't know what what makes a meal healthier how do you have a healthy day but instead we focus on these secondary measures like calories and any any focus of calories is is robbing you of the the the, the lasting change.
1: It's short sighted, and it's it's like looking you know it's like looking at the the um the final score of, of a ball game and trying to decide what happened in between right? right so so I look at the final score of the Mets game and it's five to three okay that doesn't tell me They're anything three right It doesn't tell me who who hit those balls in who mm-hmm. was on base mm-hmm. who, how did the pitcher do on the other yeah. side of the equation like it's it's a it's a weak analogy I know but it's 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 not a complete picture of your nutrition. It's not a complete picture of what happened in your day. If you yeah. say to me I ate two thousand calories in a day, I have no idea
0: what that means. I have no idea what that means. So clearly we're only like two thirds into the way of the podcast. Clearly we have an angle. Uh, it's, it's revealed itself. Um, let's talk about the last point here, uh, which is we suck at math. We can't add. We suck at math. And so um, part of this is how we overestimate how much we're burning. We underestimate how much we're taking in. And then as a psychological reward to ourselves, we incorporate cheat days, which completely screw all of the work that we've done. So let's go through each one of those, right? Starting with how we underestimate our intake. So when we say that a four ounce piece of chicken is 120 calories, do you think that that's exact? It's not. And the and and, and you've never eaten four ounces of chicken a day in your life. Not one person <laughs> who's listening to this has
1: weighed out their chicken to the level. Now, I know one guy, there's a doctor that I work with who yeah. he weighs every, he, I, he literally the brings a scale does. to four. Food. Yeah. People bring scales to restaurants. It's a thing. Yeah. That's insane. And I don't want to live like that, is the other piece. I don't want to give you advice that leads you to a path where you live like that. Right. Because that's restricting too. Like, I can't live on either one of those spectrums. I can't right. live on the eat whatever I want spectrum and I cannot live successfully yeah. or happily on the way everything for the rest of my life perspective. Right. We have to get in between there somewhere. That's the happy medium. And that's what we're shooting for here. Right. Not extreme on any level because extreme doesn't last. That's what we're trying to say here. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we haven't been clear, like you can do these extreme, you can cheat day and you can do all these things, but they're not gonna be what keeps you on the
0: path. Very important thing that you just kind of brought up that- Uh, thinking about calories to this level is an extremist thought. Uh, yeah. because of these things, because we suck it. We're underestimating how much we're actually eating because it's all an estimate already. It's a guess, Right. And then, you know, we have people that go to the gym. And so I ran a mile today just yeah. to get back into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So did I burn 125 calories? And then does that mean that I can eat an extra 125 well, calories?
1: That math for me is infuriating. So, yeah.
0: so one of the things I did DDP
1: yoga, it's part of my journey. We'll talk yeah. about that as we move forward. They have an app and part of the app is they, they register the calories that you burned, which if you don't even wear a heart rate monitor, it'll give you a number because you're burning calories just sitting here breathing air right now. Everybody's yeah. burning calories. You're burning calories just running your body. Yeah. Yeah. We overestimate what that means. So people mm-hmm. get, they go, oh, I burned 650 calories. That's amazing. And they're like, I'm going to go eat cheesecake. No, <laughs> like that's that's uh, not why you burned 650 calories. And you didn't burn 650 calories. Like yeah. you burned the 400 you were going to burn and yeah. maybe an additional, maybe an additional hundo. Yeah. But you didn't burn 600 that were you weren't going to burn otherwise. Like right. that, that math doesn't make sense. So people are like, well, I burned 600 calories. No, you didn't. You burned the 400 you were going to burn by breathing. Right. And the 200 by the exercise right and you're taking that math and you're saying now let me go buy a large pizza that can't (laughs) that cannot be your approach it will
0: not work it just won't it's a fixation on calories instead of long-term change and nutrition and that should be the one pearl of wisdom that everybody takes from this based on these things that we're saying so now let's talk about cheat days because <laughs> this is my favorite concept. And and then as like a counterpoint to that, I do want to drop in a realistic caloric schedule based on like my uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so cheat days. Right. So we have this concept of a cheat day. I deserve. I earned, earned it. You know, I I've worked really hard. And again, that speaks to a different problem. It's a habit problem. Not not a it's it, this. It, it's, it's It's not a, a weight management problem. It is a um my how I view food food and how you view the work that you're doing. Part of the reason that I've been keeping my weight off uh here is because it takes so much effort a lot <laughs> to, of work. To, to to lose weight. I'm on the treadmill dragging my butt through it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like telling myself keep running and like, you know what it is to exercise. You're like my, my, my personal trainer's like, all right, you know, he's counting it off and I'm saying to myself just one more and just like the, the psychological torture Mm -hmm. (laughs) it takes sometimes to lose weight and then I'm going to go blow it. right? Right. And so and you worked on your hair. So you got your hair to the point where you want it to be. Your body's got
1: to stay with that. And and I would say that you're wasting your time running if you're not doing body weight stuff because I'm a big body weight guy. I'm oh, a yeah. big flexibility guy. I'm yeah. a big yoga guy. So the benefits you can get from yoga, I'm yeah. just going to say, yeah. are going to be better. than really can't than what wait. You get. I know I'm we're like, saying. we're
0: so, well, this is like episode three or something like that, We got like, like 50 that, right? of these coming. And like. We're just so excited. We're just like, we really I are. can't wait to talk about that. I can't we're going to kill you, to you. Kill you with it. This calorie thing we've been <laughs> murdering you with.
1: But this is important stuff. This is where people make mistakes. And the reason we're taking the time to talk to you about this is because you will make these mistakes. We've made them. Yeah. I've made them. And so I don't want to see somebody get fixated on calories right. when they're not getting nutrition.
0: Right. So you've worked hard all week. Yeah. Uh, really hard. You've Uh, had a 500 calorie deficit which if anybody's actually done that realizes that that sucks it It hurts it's it takes a lot of effort to cut back 500 calories Mm -hmm. and actually do it right you're not eating junk food you're not eating simple carbs you're probably skipping booze you're 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 really working and then you're like okay it's my cheat day it's on Sunday and I'm gonna have four pieces of pizza and I've just had 7,000 calories and I've you know that deficit of you know let's say 3,500 is a obliterated and now you're not less calories you are now over calories for the week and at best a cheat day will result in you just maintaining your weight for another week you want to keep going and so you know the rock has a cheat day because that dude is insanely disciplined and he's burning a billion calories and his cheat day is like once a month and like, it's well, he does or- it
1: on Sundays. It's his whole thing. And I follow him because, mm-hmm. because people make the mistake that they think they can work out like the rock, which yeah. they don't, then they can eat like the rock, which they can't. Mm-hmm. So you can't work out on his level. He's up at 1230 in the morning. People get on me for five o'clock in the morning, being up doing yoga. He's up at 1230 in the morning in the iron With paradise. Does he, go to bed? he doesn't go to bed. He's just up running around <laughs> lifting, throwing weights around. He burns tens of thousands of calories. So for him to eat a couple of pieces of French toast that are thick and look delicious to you, he can do that. You can't. And he, they actually asked him what would happen if you ate this and you didn't work out. And he famously said you get fat, and, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the person who interviewed him like laughed at it. Yeah. but it's true. Yeah, you can't use that as the model because you are not, to Neil's point about underestimating and overestimating, mm-hmm. you are not burning enough calories right. ever to be able to have that cheat day. The other piece of that cheat day that I hate is you've gotten your body to a place where it's gotten used to your eating. So you're eating at regular intervals. You're giving your body the nutrition it needs. Then you're like let me drop this nuclear bomb and drop this pepperoni pizza on this bad boy with a with a side of ice cream. Right? Now your body's like dude, I don't know what you're trying to do here, but I'm not going to work with this. And if anything, I'm going to store everything you just gave me as facts. I'm worried that I'm going to lose. Uh, you're not going to come back to me with this stuff. So I'm going to start storing it and your body's shot. You've, you've out, not just from a calorie standpoint, but from a nutrition standpoint, from a bodily standpoint, you've thrown everything you've done out of the window. And so I, I hate, I hate cheap meals as you can hear.
0: Yeah. The, The three bears, it brings up another good point. This is a part of the conversation we just talked about starving, right? So intermittent fasting, well, your body um, does not rev up the metabolism so you can burn more efficiently when you have uh, uh, starvation or fasting, I should say, is probably a better way to say it. Um, It actually slows the metabolic rate. So when you're in a fasting state your metabolic rate will fall. Um now there are some, you know, the nerds will get in and start arguing about how well technically it revs it up at the beginning when Save you it the blah, blah, blah. but and listen like again big picture stuff is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Realistic weight change for the rest of us. That's what we're here for. It really doesn't do that. And what does do that is small frequent meals and exercise. Those are the things that will rev up your m- metabolic rate and keep it moving. Then on the other side you dump all this food in Three bears. It thinks that it's winter. It's It's time to hibernate. I gotta put it in my belly and kind of keep it keep it there because clearly this thing. Clearly, uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to hibernate for the winter, and that's what this meal is. Uh, you know, you can't really override three hundred thousand years of uh genetic evolution. Right. Can't, Can't do it. Um so I think that's important. So now to the point that um, I understand the the need for a cheat day and not necessarily a cheat day, but you know my schedule is that Monday through Friday afternoon, I'm super disciplined because I'm not anywhere near anybody. It's just me. I'm flying solo. I get up, I have my breakfast, which is two eggs and a vegetable, and then I have my snack and then I have my salad and then I have my snack and then I eat a very balanced dinner. No, no booze, nothing, right? But as soon as Friday night hits, as soon as Saturday hits- Uh-oh my friends want to okay. hang out. Right. And like we want to do stuff. And so there are actual calorie schedules at this calorie dot net that I was uh, calculator dot that I was referencing before that takes that into consideration. So instead of doing 500 every day, you do like a 750 or 1000 deficit every day. And then on Friday or whatever your day is, then you can just bump it up by an extra like 250 or 500. You're still under for the week. So mm-hmm. instead of having a cheat day where you're having a pepperoni pizza, you can maybe have a drink or maybe you can have an extra serving of whatever or maybe. You can have your dessert then, and that's still within reason, and that's still something that's uh, achievable. So, but
1: let's not call it a cheat day,
0: right? So, like, yeah. so what you just described mm-hmm. was was a mathematical eating. equation <laughs> right. based
1: on a plan in the future that's going to be part of your scheduled eating. So, and again, I, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. So don't don't twist my words or make it sound like I'm I hate everybody who's fat. I don't. Mm-hmm. I get this personally, because I've had to do this work, what I will say is the mental game in here in here with this is so important. And so if you're just changing that mindset from cheat day to I've calculated out how I'm going to eat on Friday and Saturday, you've already moved to a different place with this discussion. Right. You've already moved to a habit changing part of the discussion. If you're still looking at it as I have to do these things during the week so that I can build in my cheat days and I'm going to do it every single week and I'm going to sit around waiting for that moment to have that cheat day, that's like alcoholic thinking, right? Yeah. And so that- Addictive mentality, right? It's just right? Addictive mm-hmm. and it's It's like, if I'm sitting around waiting to get high, that's not going to work. And so if you're sitting around waiting to eat pepperoni pizza and you're literally shaking because you've been at a deficit all week and now finally you get to eat,
0: that change behavior is not where you want it to be. And you're not going to feel good about it because it's not going to last. For real. I I, I, 100% with you, Mark. I think that we've done a good job. We've had this conversation now. We've beat it up a little bit. We hit it. I think that, uh, you know, reviewing what we're we're talking about. Calories should not be a part of early conversations around nutrition if your goal is change. If you need to lose weight because you have to fit into a dress in three weeks, that's a different story, but that's not what we're here to help you with, right? Um, The second part, calories are the answer for weight management. You will have to run a deficit in order to lose weight. You will need to have extra calories in order to gain weight. Your energy, your memory and stuff are reliant upon how you're feeding your body with calories, but calories aren't nutrition. Those are two separate things. And finally, like we, we, we have to understand that all of this is an estimation. These calorie obsession can get in the way of actual change, especially because the numbers start out being fuzzy. So when we cling to them as part of our, uh, you know, our, our uh, one and only focus, uh, we're doing ourselves a disservice because one, the number of calories that you need is probably wrong. The number of calories you're burning is probably wrong. And the number of calories that you're eating is probably wrong. So it's all fuzzy. So we just have to kind of set that course and, you know, put in a great nutrition plan and then, you know, eventually have the conversation around calories. But understand that the numbers uh, are doing a disservice and focusing on calories is is not the way that we need to, to, to go. And if you follow Neil's uh, The Fuel the Fire uh,
1: article eat that the he shared, fire. Feed, the, feed the Fool, the Fool, the Fire, <laughs> Fools that feed the fire, feed the Fool fires, read that article because it, it describes very specifically how I eat and how we're going to recommend for you to eat. So please give that a read if you haven't yet.
0: Yeah. So the two articles that you should check out when it comes to the, there's actually three that kind of make the triforce of uh, Mm -hmm. my nutritional uh, baseline information. So eat to fuel your fire. Calories in, calories out, Mm -hmm. which talks about Oreos. And the last one, dietary Jenga, which I believe is the most important one. It kind of speaks to, I guess, how the media portrays nutrition and how it's misleading us. And uh, I think that's really the one that we want to want to look for. Anything else, Mark, anything that we've missed? You know, the other thing to keep in mind here is mm-hmm. it's important for,
1: and we, we've we talked about kind of big pharma and the big corporations. And so just to get my Bernie Sanders hat on for half a second, okay, it benefits the companies that feed you. To keep you on this hamster wheel. If yep. you look at calories, you're not looking at sugar. If you mm-hmm. look at calories, you're not looking at carbs. If you're looking at calories, you're not looking at fats. If you're looking at calories, you're not looking at all those other pieces. And we're going to talk nutrition later on. But to say these calories aren't equal, and so for for you to eat corn pops at every meal, you could have 600 calories in a day. You will gain weight. <laughs> you are not going to survive on that. And so we have to get clear. Like you said it very clearly. Calories are not nutrition. So don't use calories as your end all be all. That's our takeaway message here. And if you do, you're going to find yourself really upset and angry and probably pissed and you're, and don't write us letters because listen, (laughs) we told you not to do it. So don't get, don't get mad at us, especially (laughs) if you're a, you know, VIP and you're, and you're watching our stuff on the upside down. Don't blame us. Okay. We tried. (laughs)
0: I think that summarizes it great. Uh, Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, Again, wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast or to get in touch with us. Please subscribe and share. Um, For Mark DeSico, I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, Holistic Pharmacist. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.